Hi, I'm Heather. Welcome to another episode of It's a Wonderful World. Please remember to connect with me at divinewonderland at gmail.com and share and like the show. Let's get started. Good afternoon, Maureen. Welcome. Good. Thank you. Good afternoon, Heather. So I had to think to about that. <laughs> it's actually good evening, right? It's good evening. Yes. It's good evening. So good evening, Maureen Beck. It is such a joy to have you on this episode of It's a Wonderful World. I haven't had a chance to speak with you in the six years since you retired from our workplace. That's true. It's been, but it feels like yesterday, doesn't it? When we had our offices in the library at Stevenson. My favorite place to have an office. I'm glad to hear that. We, we <laughs> liked having you too. <laughs> I were always nice. up, upbeat and joyful, you know. Thank you. And that was wonderful. I, I was so sad when I had to leave. Where are you now on the other campus? Yeah, I call it the Enterprise. Uh -huh. It's so large. <laughs> okay. I guess I guess I would be Uhura, the communication officer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was great. So. Oh my gosh. Great, great alter ego there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Let's get to the first question. I'm really okay. looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So describe your essence for us. Well, I kind of struggled with this a little bit I, um, just because I don't have the credential, you know, the academic credential. And, you know, my background is academic, but I am trying very hard to think of myself as an artist because that's primarily what I've been engaged in since I retired, um, trying to make up for all the years that I didn't have the time or the uh, spirit to actually make art. So I've been um, painting, oil painting and drawing and consorting with my fellow artists. And so I'm trying very hard to think of myself as an artist. Well, I think you just need to think of yourself as an artist because art is so broad and it's not taking away from the people who are credentialed right. as artists, right? right? I'm just saying art as a part of your unique creativity. Mm -hmm. What have you been creating? Well, um, I am, what am I creating? I'm doing portraits of um, people from um, antique uh, photographs. Like I did one of my great, of my grandmother um, from, a from her wedding photograph from 1897. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, and what else? Pet portraits for friends and trying to do some landscapes. I, I get a lot of joy out of nature. So I'm trying to convey what I see in nature. So kind of a variety of things. I would say I'm trying to explore different um, types of painting so I can figure out, you know, where my strengths are. That sounds lovely, especially the portrait of your grandmother. Yeah, she was uh, a beautiful lady. Yeah. Tell us a bit about her. Well, I never met her. She died in 1932. Um, but my mother told me stories about her. She was a very religious lady. And um, I grew up in a, a religious household. I was raised Catholic, Roman Catholic. 
Um, and one of the stories that my mother told me was that um, grandma was sick, very sick. Um, she died shortly after this happened. Um, and my mother had just had a, a baby, my older sister, Donna. And my mother was going to call her baby Catherine. And she went, took the new baby over to see grandma. And grandma looked at her standing in the doorway and said, oh, the Madonna and child. And so she decided mm. to call her Donna. That's how she got her name, Donna. Nice. of what grandma said. So I always cherished that story. I thought it was very sweet. It is and, a lovely story. Yeah. And, you know, you could tell they cared about each other that, you know, that she was worried about my mother and, you know, it was, it's, it's nice to think of that bond between the women. Um, but in the portrait, um, grandma is, she looks a little uncertain. She's, you know, young and kind of a little, uh, hesitant looking, but she has this fabulous white gown on with these gigantic sleeves. I guess that was the, the, uh, fashion. Yes. And so the reason I chose to, to paint this was the assignment that I had in my class was to paint a white dress, you know, ah. because, um, painting a lot of white and trying to portray the form of something with different shades of white is kind of challenging so that, that was the impetus for that painting so that's that's what I decided to paint so I'm looking at it right now and I'm happy with it oh that's wonderful that is a beautiful yeah. story that is a beautiful story Thanks. so this goes right into the second question it sounds like something triggered you in a positive way, to move towards art, to move towards this journey to self. What was that experience or those experiences? Well, um, I guess I've been thinking about it my whole life. I um, have always loved to draw and always had a talent for drawing. And um, I, I grew up in this small town with very limited uh, educational opportunities. And when I was in grade school, um, my parents went up for a, up to school for a parent night and they said, your, your daughter really should have art lessons. And they came home and told me that, but they never were able to give me art lessons. And then I tried to um, uh, major in art in uh, college. And when I saw how far advanced the other students were, we had one, an orientation and they brought their paintings and I didn't even know how to paint. Anything. Oh my gosh. You know, I had pencil drawings and that was all I had. Um, and they accepted me provisionally, but I chickened out. I, I was too, <laughs> too afraid to compete with these other students. So long story short, I, I you know, went down the library school path, which turned out good for me. It was a good choice because it allowed me to... Um, uh, you know, uh, keep body and soul together and uh, be around academics to keep learning. That was very positive for me. It allowed me to mature. Um, but the whole time I was doing that, Heather, I was thinking, boy, I wish I, you know, had time to do art. I wish I could take a class. And then when I was at Stevenson, um, Steve Rouser, actually, a friend of mine who worked in the library, said that he was taking painting on the weekends Wow! and wouldn't I like to, to sign up for that? And I thought, well, why not? So I did. And that's what started me off. And that was 
I think in uh, the early 2000s, maybe. So it's it am- took me a while. It took me a while. It's you know. amazing. You, we can't stop the dream. I, I was speaking yeah. to uh, another a friend of mine, Saida Habib, and she's in the episode uh, that's out now. And she talked about having to put her dream on pause. And, uh, and I'd never heard anyone say that. And here it is. You are repeating yes. that same sentiment about having to put your dream on pause. Yeah. Yeah. It's risky because you don't know whether you're ever going to get to do it, you know, you don't know whether you're going to let, like, especially in this time of, of COVID and everything, you don't know if you're going to, you know, fall sick and not be able to, to do it. It's interesting that you mentioned COVID-19 in terms of how it's put things in perspective for a lot of us. Oh yeah. I would say it definitely put things in perspective. Um, You know, it really allowed me to, um, kind of forego my social obligations <laughs> like you know when you're part of a big family there's a lot of pressure to you know travel and visit and do all that stuff and um COVID actually afforded me the the luxury of being able to say nope I'm not going anywhere I'm just going to stay here and work in my studio so in a way it was kind of a blessing you know I hear you yeah what does your journey look like be in addition to painting to art what brings you love joy compassion in your life what in addition to art yes yes brings you wholeness music I love love music and I and I you know my family was very musical I play piano every day I try to sit down and play a couple pieces on the piano and I have the old piano from my home which is it's a hundred year old piano Wow, um, so it's like my old friend from home. Do you have so a name I for do it? that? What? Does your piano have a name? Uh, no, you know, it should have a name, though. It probably. I'll have to be thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I do? I, um, I like to um, swim and I, I have a uh, I'm fortunate that I have a backyard above, above ground pool. Nice. I have, I have scoliosis, so I have oh. to exercise. And I get into that pool and I look up at the at the green trees and watch the light dance oh. and think about, you know, what is this world and where is God and, <laughs> you know, things like that. And I watch the birds and listen to the bird song. And, and that brings me a lot of joy. I you know, that that is magical you know it really is yeah when I look outside and I look at the different colors and I think about how spoiled we are or maybe not spoiled how deprived we are when we think that colors just come in paint and you can see every color that you'll find in paint it comes from nature yeah we miss the nature and go to the paint yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but and trying to to uh, I think about you know how to capture what I see in nature in paint and you're right it's always you you never can quite I can't quite do it you know Mm -hmm. some artists can and looking at what other artists have done is is a joyful thing for me like recently I've been really looking at um, Monet's water lilies Mm -hmm. I I read a um, a a book a nonfiction book about his years at Giverny which would be like during World War One 
Mm-hmm. And um, so that prompted me to go back and give the Water Lilies series another look. And that is incredible what he was able to do to capture the colors of nature and, you know, the form of it and the light. It's incredible. Indeed. So. You know, in addition to artists and the periods that they come from, you can also tell a lot about their cultures by looking at their artwork, whether okay. the people are peaceful, whether they're warriors. Yeah. A lot comes out in that art and the the tones that they use and, and you, know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm taking a class now through, you know, Baltimore County has a really has done a great job um, with their seniors during the pandemic. They have offered all these free classes to their seniors over Zoom. That's and lovely. I'm in, yeah, I'm in this class called World Art. And every week we look at a different country's paintings, you know, so you really do what you're saying about um, the, ref- the culture being reflected in the colors and um, the subject matter and you know, even um, the modern painters and the and the old school ones. Um, it's really interesting to see how it varies so much. Yeah, it it, uh, it reveals so much to us that you can't find in writings. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Well, you know, um, it, art is like the first form of. Um, written communication you know the cave paintings that's right and all that so um yeah that's a very good observation tell tell us how aging or evolving has made you better well i like that question i'm glad (laughs) Um, it's challenging it's really challenging and sometimes i i um make a joke there's a a saying you know that uh old age is not for the faint of heart (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it really is very challenging and um, dealing with, you know, the aches and pains and um, the limitations has been challenging for me. Um, but you, it's balanced out by, I think, your perspective. You, you kind of have more patience, I think, when you're older. You have patience to wait and see how things transpire. When you're young, I think you're impatient and anxious for things to happen. Um, when you're older, you can kind of take the long view. So um, you have wisdom, the wisdom that comes with age. Yeah, it's, it's, true. it's such a blessing and a gift. It really is. It is. And, you know, I think part of the rush that we have when we're younger is in part due to the societal expectations. Oh, sure. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because you know, you're expected to figure out what you want to do with your life. And do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? All those decisions. That's a lot of pressure. And all needs to be done before you're 30, right? (laughs) Yeah, I can remember the pressure. It was, it was tremendous, you know, and then, and then you got, you end up making decisions that you regret later, maybe because (laughs) you make them for the wrong reason. You know, you, you think you've found your life's partner and you find out whoops <laughs> didn't choose the right person there um but you know when you get older then you get to you start to see you learn from your mistakes yeah and, and you, and you, you learn that person is just better with somebody else that's all yeah exactly exactly very true 
So, you know, you learn from your mistakes and you learn also to be less afraid to make a mistake because you know you're going to maybe come away with some, you know, learning that you um, need, something that you need to learn. So um, that's the beauty of being older. I think that's the key, right? The need, the experiences and, and what can come out of it for us if we look at what is gifting us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not always easy. No, no, it's not always easy. You know, but I can remember um, being a young woman, being um, a brand new librarian and working at the University of Pittsburgh libraries. And I was from a small town and this library was huge. It was 3 million volumes. Mm. Um, it was the Hillman Library at Pitt. And um, I was at the information desk and it was, this is before the internet or any of that online stuff. Mm-hmm. So there were these massive card catalogs and you had to be able to look things up in the card catalog <laughs> to answer questions. And I remember um, being very hard on myself if I made a mistake or if I couldn't answer a question, I would just get so upset and frustrated, you know, that I couldn't figure it out. Um, and I would not want to go back and be that person again. But think you know? about what that person did for you, because by the time I came in contact with you, you were a boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 39 years later, <laughs> 39 years, but I made it. Yeah. And, yeah. and and you were at the top of your game as a librarian. Well, thanks. I, you know, I don't know whether I'd put it quite that way but I can um, I experienced it (laughs) (laughs) I experienced your expertise (laughs) I experienced your expertise well I loved um what I loved about the library profession was helping people you know remove obstacles for people um because libraries are um very very rule bound and very kind of hierarchical and um you know there's a beauty to all of that um, and the necessity for it, the organization of it and everything. But sometimes I think, um, you know, we get caught up in the rules and we forget about, you know, what the essence of librarianship is, which is to unite the user with um, the information that they're seeking. Um, and so I was always willing to kind of break the rules and that yeah, didn't I ne- always go over so well. No, but <laughs> I never remember fellows. you shushing me. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were a cool librarian. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun up there at Stevenson. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Lovely people. Really nice students. Really lovely faculty. Um, so there were a lot of good, uh, good memories. And you're one uh, of them. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> How does your focus on on well-being help you in meeting your life's challenges? Um, Well, you know, you learn, I think, that if you are a person who is uh, caring for other people, and now I I never had children, so I am not a mom or a grandmother, but I've had um, pets. I've got dogs that rely on me. They're old. Mm -hmm. And I have a husband who relies on me to feed him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you put um, him with the pets. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, they need me more than he does, I think. Okay. But, um, 
you know, you, you can very easily forget that you have to take care of yourself in order to be continue, be able to continue, you know, caring for the people in your life. So um, I think that's a good lesson. I think uh, self-care is really important. Um, emotional self-care is very important. Um, and, you know, physical self-care too. Make sure, you know, that you get enough uh, exercise, make sure you get outside and get in nature. Um, make sure you have a spiritual life, whatever that form that takes, because you have to nurture your spirit. All of those things, um, you know, enable you to keep going. Um, and if you fall ill, which I did a couple of years ago, and this was a life lesson, um, my sister passed away in 2019. My and- condolences. Thank you. Um, she was, you know, just a dear, dear person and a second mother to me. And so it hit me pretty hard. And immediately after that, my cat died. Oh, I had this poor I'm sorry. cat oh. who had diabetes and he died mm. two weeks after my sister died. So and then right after that, um, I started having gallbladder attacks. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was very painful. So I, I ended up having surgery. And they, they nicked my, um, my bile duct. The surgeon made a mistake. And I ended up in the hospital for 10 days. Wow. I have never, I've never really spent that much time in the hospital ever in my life. I've always, <laughs> you know, kind of healthy. Yes, that's so good. That was an interesting lesson because you, you're completely, you know, dependent on nurses and nurses' aides. Um, and they were lovely people. I was at Howard County Hospital. They were fabulous. They were so good. Um, and I was just so grateful that that I was in good hands um, because I thought I was never going to get out again. <laughs> <laughs> but I made it out and it, it took me about a year to, you know, get over all that. Um, wow. And so, you know, when you come out of something like that, you really appreciate value your ability to do things, you know, just take a walk or, you know, that little things. Yeah. Cause I, I wonder often where do, where did women get this idea that we are to take care of everyone else except for ourselves? I mean, where did this come I from? Know. I don't know. Who, who was the one with this bright idea? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, maybe it grew out of, you know, the, 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 I think it's a visceral, um, instinct to care for your your baby, you know, your child. If you have a child, I, I'm I'm just um, speaking obviously not from experience, but mm-hmm. from what I've read and and talked to uh, uh, people about. Um, maybe it stemmed from that, and also I think you know uh, sometimes you sort of uh, feel like you have to deny your. I mean, I was raised to believe that you deny yourself. Um, that's what Catholicism taught us in, okay. in the sixties when I was coming up, I don't know if they still do that, but um, if you wanted to be a saint, you were supposed to deny yourself and not indulge yourself, not, not be selfish. So that, you know, that lesson kind of uh, really sticks with you when you're taught as a right. young person. Of course. And so um, self-care doesn't come naturally to somebody you know, who's been through training like that. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that they, they do a, a little more 
balanced, uh, you know, presenting of that now to young people, um, you know, in schools. Right. Right. That you really, that you really do need to set limits. And, you know, if you want to be able to, to continue on to set limits and say no, sometimes. No Indeed you do. That. Indeed yeah. you do. Yes. What have been some of your major insights on this journey to self? Um, I think the major thing is to forgive yourself for any mistakes that you might've made looking back. And when, when you get to be my age, I'm, I just turned 68. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you, you look back on your life and I, I'm sort of a writer too. I, I write uh, memoirs and little jottings of, you know, what's going on in my life. And then I go back and I reread them and think about, you know, different aspects of my life and different things that have happened. And I think forgiving yourself is really important um, in order to move forward and also um, to be able to forgive other people and to be able to encourage people who are down on themselves or who need to be supported. Um, You know, compassion is really important. It is. That's it really is. all that matters is, is love and compassion. I agree. You got to start with that. Yep. You yep. can get to the other places from there for sure. Absolutely. What would you like to add to share with the audience that we haven't covered? Well, I guess, you know, one thing that little insight I wanted to share with you about my, my art career was, you know, I was kind of thinking, I guess, um, that I was going to, maybe be able to sell my art. Nice. I've sold a few pieces. Congrats. You know what I found? <laughs> I have found that um, I get a lot of joy out of just giving it away. Like if, mm-hmm. um, what I do is I'll, I'll paint a piece and then I'll post it on fa- on my Facebook page. And if somebody really ex- exhibits some enthusiasm, I'll offer it to them and I just give it to them. And I have gotten the biggest kick out of doing that. I never would have expected that. <laughs> that is I lovely. I get as much joy from that as I do, um, you know, uh, being in a, in a uh, show or, you know, commanding a high price for a piece. I, I get just as much joy out of that. So that was a big surprise for me. So you are I, literally giving your gift to the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I think it's, you know, it was, it was unexpected and, and I, I feel like it was like a little bit of grace that, that came in and said, why don't you try giving this, you know, giving this away, give this to this person because they really like it. So I'm happy with that decision. I I like that. That is a, a full circle for this conversation. Yes, it is. This was fun. Really <laughs> enjoyed it. Enjoyed talking to you, but I always enjoy talking to you. You're easy. Thank you, Maureen. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you for sharing your wonderland with us. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Take care. Okay. You too, Heather. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Until next time, love yourself more in the midst of your wonderland. Peace.